Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. As per usual, this is the podcast all about fat loss, all about weight loss, all about your health expedition and how to smash those goals when it comes to that. It's also about mindset and how you can shift your mindset about your health and fat loss expedition. Today's episode is all about calories and how you can adhere to your calorie goals. So I'm going to chat about five or six ways that's going to make adherence to calorie goals a lot easier. Now I know you may think, oh but Mandy you've discussed this in the past and yes I probably have discussed this in the past but it is so good always to get a refresher and to be reminded of these strategies as how to adhere to your calories because I know that calorie adherence is probably the biggest issue or struggle that people face when it comes to fat loss. Because if that wasn't a struggle, then everyone would be losing fat left, right and center because they would be adhering to their calorie goals. Hence why I'm going to be touching on, like I said, those five or six points of how it is a little bit easier or how it can be a little bit easier to adhere to your calorie goals. Before I jump into this episode, again, if you have a moment or if you feel like it or if you feel like you've learned anything from this podcast, you can drop me a rating or a review. If you're feeling extra generous, you can share this episode or any other episode with your friend, your uncle, your sister, your auntie, maybe your dog even if you want. And I ask that not for a little ego boost. I ask that because it really does help get this podcast out to someone who may need it. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, to help spread the information to help other people. Another reason I wanted to chat about today's topic with regards to adherence to calorie goals is because I'm actually quite fed up and tired of the message online of as long as it fits your calories, you can just eat it. As long as you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose fat. And I think I know that is clearly a sales and marketing ploy to get people to, you know, sign up to maybe one of their programs. So they make it sound very simple of, you know, using the words, you just have to eat in a calorie deficit. Nothing else fucking matters. And then we all like, oh, that seems simple. That's so easy. And I, I know, I want to reiterate that being in a calorie deficit is the only way you can elicit fat loss. So is it that simple? Yes, it is simple. It's as simple as being in a calorie deficit. Is it easy? No, it's not. And I think that is the message, or I know that is the message that I want to get across, is for fat loss to take place, yes, you have to be in a calorie deficit. As simple as that, end of story, full stop. But adhering to your calorie goals every single day is not that simple. It is not easy. And this is where a lot of people lose focus or they don't focus on because someone told them, oh, all you have to do is eat in a calorie deficit. And then when you struggle to stick to your calorie goals per day, you have no idea why you're struggling and you blame yourself for maybe lack of control, lack of discipline or lack of motivation. But there are several factors that do play a big role 
in your adherence to your calorie targets every single day. So again, fat loss, for fat loss to take place, you have to be in a calorie deficit. As simple as that. But how do you stick to being within a calorie deficit? Or how do you adhere to your calorie goals so that fat loss can take place? Number one, sleep. Your sleep is of utmost importance. And this is something I have learned over the last couple of years by working with hundreds of different members when it comes to weight loss and calories. Your sleep plays a vital role in how you adhere to your calorie targets. So let me explain it. If your sleep is shit, then so is your adherence to your calorie goals going to be. It's going to be shit because number one, you've got two hormones in your body, your appetite hormones. I mean, you've got more than two hormones in your body, but two important hormones when it comes to your appetite is your ghrelin and leptin. When you are not sleeping enough, when you are not getting optimal amount of sleep, there's an imbalance in those hormones. Your ghrelin signals hunger to the brain and your leptin signals fullness. When you are not sleeping, your body produces less leptin, meaning that there's less signals of fullness to your body and there's more signals of hunger to your body. So imagine now you're blaming yourself for lack of control and lack of adherence, but your sleep is up to shit. Your hormones are imbalanced, meaning that the signals are fucking confused, meaning that you're going to overindulge. Never mind the hormones. When you're not getting optimal amount of sleep, your mood is affected. And when your mood is affected and it's maybe a little bit lower, you can, I know you know this for a fact, you don't feel like doing fuckal. You don't want to do anything because number one, you're feeling drained, you're feeling tired, you're feeling lethargic and you're feeling low, right? So again, that plays a massive factor in your adherence, not only to calories, but also to your training sessions that you have had planned. If you are doing a lot of training, your body also needs time to recover. And when does it recover? When you are sleeping. So if there's a lack of sleep, there will also be a lack of recovery, right? So again, I think you can see just how important sleep is for adherence to everything that you do on your health expedition. The optimal amount of sleep would usually be between seven and nine hours. So that's something that you would want to aim for. If you are currently on four hours of sleep per night, jumping from four hours to seven hours can be a massive, daunting, overwhelming task. So you would, with the same with anything that you do, you would gradually look to improve that and you would look for ways as to how you can increase the length of your sleep every single night. So before you blame yourself for being demotivated, before you blame yourself for being ill-disciplined, before you blame yourself for not having control, do a sleep assessment. Look where you're currently at with your sleep and then implement some strategies as to how you're going to move forward to gradually increasing that sleep. Number two, this factor is something you have heard me banging on about every single episode of this podcast in the most of my social media posts as well. Protein, protein, protein. When you include protein into your plan and you start 
increase in your protein of your nutrition plan, it is literally a game changer to your adherence of your calories for the day. Out of the three macronutrients, so your three macronutrients are protein, fats, and carbohydrates, out of those three, your protein is the most satiating out of those three. That means it is the macronutrient that is going to keep you fuller for longer. And when you are fuller for longer, it really helps with the adherence to your calorie goals. So how much protein should you look at getting? I would recommend that you start off at 1.5 grams of protein per one kilogram of body weight. So you can calculate it that way. So I'll use myself as an example. I weigh 70 kilograms. If I want to calculate my protein for the day, I take that 70 kilograms and I times it by 1.5 grams of protein. I get a total of 105 grams of protein that I would then consume per day at a minimum. It can be anything from 1.5 grams to 2 grams per 1 kilogram of body weight. Now the next question you're probably thinking is, oh, when should we eat the protein? I would say consistently throughout the day. If you're going to aim at, say, consistency throughout the day, I would look at saying 30 grams of protein per meal that you have. That will give you a minimum of 90 grams of protein per day. If you're having three meals, then you can look at increasing it wherever possible. But that would be your entry level sort of guideline. Now, I know increasing protein can be a struggle for a huge percentage of people, but what you need to do to increase your protein, and I've done multiple episodes on this as well, is make protein the focal point of each meal, then decide on the rest of the meal or the rest of the foods once you've chosen your protein, once you've measured your protein out, once you've got the calorie values of your protein, then choose the rest of the foods that you're going to have with that meal. So as you can hear, it takes a lot of planning. You don't just wing that protein onto your plate and into your stomach. You need to plan the protein. So yes, it's going to take some work for you from your side, but it is literally a game changer when it comes to adhering to your calories. I must just apologize if there are any background noises in this episode. It's, I've got people drilling across the road. I've got people in the parking lot busy mixing cement to fix a swimming pool. And the wind is at gale force speeds today. So if any of that is picked up in the background, I humbly apologize. But I literally don't have any other time to record this episode if you can't hear it, fantastic. Then I know the software that I'm using is absolutely amazing and it's worth the money I'll spend on it every single month. Let's get back to it. We digress. Number three, the third thing that is really going to help you adhere to your calorie goals every single day is food quality. The quality of your food choices throughout the day is going to make a massive difference. And if you remember in the beginning of this episode, I mentioned I'm actually quite tired of people saying that all you need to do is eat in a calorie deficit. You can eat whatever you want as long as you're in a calorie deficit. And that is where I beg to differ. Yes, you have to be in a calorie deficit to elicit fat loss. But what is going to make you adhere more to the calories is your food 
choices, the quality of the foods that you do consume. So if you want to go and eat 1,500 calories worth of chocolate bars every single day, right, and you can adhere to that, if you are in a deficit, you will lose fat. The only problem with that is you probably won't, well, I can already say, you won't be able to adhere to that because the quality of your food is not great. I always use this example with the members that I coach is if you take 1,500 calories of McDonald's, so it's a quarter pounder deluxe, it's a large fries and it's an Oreo McFlurry, right? Some of us, most of us can have that in one sitting for lunch. That's 1,500 calories, right? Now, if you look at nutrient dense meals, what you can get for 1,500 calories is three meals and potentially a snack or two throughout the day and I think that is a very good example because if you having calorie dense foods processed foods takeaways and trying to fit that into your calorie budget for the day you're only going to get one meal from that where are the calories for the other meals going to come from do you understand what I'm the drift that I'm trying to get there is when you're filling up on nutrient dense meals, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck with your calories, meaning you're going to be able to consume more food throughout the day and be full throughout the day. But if you're consuming 1,500 calories from calorie dense foods, your chances of overeating throughout the day are fucking high. At some point, you have to take a step back and look at the level of flexibility that you are practicing. And a general guideline that I use is you want to look at 80% nutrient-dense foods for your nutrition plan and 20% fun foods. Now, is it going to be an exact split like that? No, of course not, because how the fuck are we going to measure 80-20? But it's a general guideline of saying, cool, let's make our meals nutrient-dense meals, so breakfast, lunch, dinner, nutrient-dense, and then in the evening, if you want to have a small chocolate bar as a snack or a treat because it's going to make it feel less restrictive or it's going to help that you adhere to the plan, then you add that small chocolate bar to the plan and you can see then your day has fully been nutrient dense day and you've added that one small calorie dense treat and there we go. That's more or less your 80-20 kind of way forward. Or you have six days of the week or six and a half days of the week where you're fully focused on nutrient-dense meals. And then on a Saturday, for example, you smash out half a pizza and a couple of beers. That might equate to your 20% of fun foods. But there is a very fine line and you do need to do an assessment of the foods that you are consuming with regards to the quality of those foods. And also from a health perspective, you want to include more nutrient-dense foods because they're full and they're packed and they're loaded with micronutrients and that is great for your health. You don't necessarily want to be living off chocolate bars when health is the focus. And then number four, we're going to dive into your daily steps. So your movement through daily steps every single day. 
Now you're asking, Mandy, how is this going to help me adhere to my calorie goals? Remember when you smashing out steps every single day, you are burning calories. You are utilizing energy, which burns calories. So the more steps you take, the more calories you do burn during the day, which will then make your calorie deficit a little bit bigger, meaning that if you do have one or two extra food sorts that are not part of the plan, because you've smashed out those steps or because you've increased those steps, maybe you've burned a few extra calories, which will help it be easier for you to adhere to being within a calorie deficit. Now, one thing I want to reiterate is I don't want you going out there doing as many steps as possible purely just to burn calories so that you can consume more food. That is not the way that we need to look at these steps. The way I want you to look at your daily steps is from getting up and moving more because it's so fucking beneficial to your health and extending your lifespan. It is so beneficial, right? But we can't ignore the fact that the more you move, the more calories you do burn, right? So that's going to help put you within or help you adhere to that calorie deficit. Now, everyone always asks, what is the optimal amount of steps per day? And online, it's mentioned as 10,000 steps. So a fun fact regarding the 10,000 steps, the idea of walking 10,000 steps per day was actually invented as part of a marketing campaign in Tokyo or for the Tokyo Olympics, I think it was way back, way back when, and it was actually to promote one of their sort of step counters, their pedometers that they had, and they were like, cool, 10,000 steps, and it was purely for sales and marketing to promote this thing that they had, and and that's where the 10,000 steps per day stems from. There was recently a study that came out mentioning, I think it was 7,500 or from 8,000 steps per day where it's highly beneficial for you to get those steps in from a health perspective. But if you're currently on 1,000 steps per day, do you know how beneficial it's going to be for you to increase it to 2,000 steps per day? Then once you're comfortable with 2,000 steps per day, you increase it to 3,000 steps per day and you continue gradually increasing it. Now, why do I say it's so beneficial? Because that is sparking you to create movement. Extra thousand steps per day over a week or two weeks before you increase it again is extra steps that you wouldn't have been doing. And any extra steps that you do add to improving your health. So if you know we're close to 10,000 steps, don't get freaked out, don't panic, don't stress, and don't tell yourself, oh, well, I'm on 1,000 steps per day, so what's the fucking point of even increasing it because 10,000 steps seems so out of reach. No, 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 no. Start where you're currently at, use it as a benchmark, and gradually over time, look at increasing those steps of yours. The fifth thing that is really going to help you adhere to your calorie goals throughout the day is creating a meal frequency or the timing of your meals throughout the day. Now, when I say timing, please don't confuse it with, oh my goodness, I can't eat after 6 p.m. because that is when fat gain takes place. No, 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 not that timing. The timing of your actual meals, the frequency of your meals 
throughout the day. I want you to try and focus on getting into a routine of having your meals at the same time throughout the day. Your body gets used to it and it syncs with that. And if you have breakfast at seven o'clock every morning, stick to having breakfast at seven o'clock every morning. If you have lunch at 1 p.m. every day, stick to having lunch at 1 p.m. every day. If you're having dinner at 6 p.m. every night, stick to having dinner at 6 p.m. every night. The moment you're going to fuck that routine up, that's the moment where you then have lunch at 3 p.m. Then at 6 p.m., your body's so used to having dinner at that time, it tells you it's hungry, and then you want to eat again, right? So try and create a meal pattern, a meal frequency of your meals every single day so that you know that this is a time I'm going to eat and this is a time I'm going to be hungry. And then instead of skipping meals or eating five hours after you would have usually, you, you're not going to, essentially what happens then is you say, okay, cool, I'm skipping lunch. Then you try and wait for dinner, but just before dinner, you're ravenous because you've skipped lunch. You start, you're hungry, you're fucking hungry. Then that's where you dive into the snack cupboard before dinner and then you have dinner as well. That doesn't help for adherence of your calories. But if you have a good meal frequency, a good meal pattern throughout the day and you keep it consistent, then you're going to fuel that hunger or you're going to feed that hunger and it's really going to help you adhere to your calorie goals. Now, I know I get a lot of people saying, oh, but Mandy, I don't eat breakfast and oh, I don't eat lunch and I skip lunch. You should fucking try create a meal frequency because it really, really is a game changer. And in the beginning, it might be difficult to add meals to the times that usually you would have skipped the meals. But again, I can tell you now that just push through those one or two difficult days or weeks and your body will start getting used to it and you will see just what a difference it does make when you're trying to adhere to your calories. And then number six, the last one is less snacking and more volumed up meals. Everyone's looking for the perfect snack that's going to hit the spot. But if you have three volumed up meals throughout the day, you're not really going to want a snack because now, number one, you're having three meals throughout the day. Number two, you're looking at having protein with all those meals. Number three, you're voluming them up with other macronutrients, so some carbohydrates and some veggies and some whatever the case is, you add in that to it. You add in volume to your meals. And when that volume is through nutrient-dense meals, it's going to be at a lesser amount of calories, meaning adherence to calories then also is better. But then you have three volume meals throughout the day. Your want to snack is going to be reduced. Also, what I've found is when people tend to snack a lot throughout the day, the more they snack, the more they want to snack. And then the more you snack, the less meals you actually eat. And this is often when people say to me, oh, but Mandy, I don't even eat that much, but I can't lose fat. It's because your snacks are often high in calories. So when you are snacking a lot more than what you're eating volume meals, it becomes very difficult to adhere to your calorie goals. Now, I know everything I've just mentioned is not easy, but these are the general guidelines that is really going to make it a 
bit easier to adhere to your calorie goals. Not a bit easier. It's really going to be a game changer if you slowly but surely start implementing these things that I have chatted about. And I place emphasis on slowly but surely because now you've heard these six points. Number one, sleep. Number two, protein. Number three, food quality. Number four, steps. Number five, meal frequency. Number six, more volumed up meals and less snacking. To try and implement all of that in one day might overwhelm you. So you break it down. You do assessments of where you're currently at with each one of these points. You look at it and you say, cool, where can I potentially start tackling these things? Where, which one would I tackle first? Okay, where you're at with your steps, say, okay, we're on a thousand steps per day. Let's look at smashing out 2,000 steps per day. Where you're at with your sleep, you're four hours a night. Let's look tonight if you can get four hours, 15 minutes. Where you're at with your protein, is it non-existent? Okay, let's look at making one meal focused on protein just to get into it, right? Where you're at with your snacking, okay, let's see if we can reduce by one snack per day. So again, you'll see... I haven't asked you to make major fucking changes in day one. It's been small, gradual changes that you want to make so that you can create very important habits out of what you are doing. And I know whilst you are in the habit creation stage, it can feel difficult. But that's the stage where I want you, I need you, I know you can push through to get to the point where you're then fully in control of everything that I just mentioned, right? So again, don't be too hard on yourself when you first start implementing things or these things. You've now got the knowledge. You've got the information. Now you can actually go and sit down and formulate a plan of action for yourself as to how you're going to start tackling it. And on that note or on that plan, make a little note to yourself and say, Just start, but don't be too hard on yourself. Everything you do is a learning curve. Use that information, put it in a plan and continue pushing forward. I really do hope that the information in this episode is going to help you get started and I know that it will help you adhere to those calories as well. I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who has tried and tested and succeeded with these fat loss and calorie adherence strategies. Mandy. <laughs>